Welcome to the Christian Car Guy radio show, the talk show dedicated to helping Christians buy and sell cars by the book, not the blue book, not the orange book, but by God's book, the Bible. Call the Christian Car Guy with your questions, 1-866-34-TRUTH. That's 1-866-348-7884. What does being a Christian have to do with buying a car? You're about to find out. Here's your host, Robbie Dillmore. Well, welcome to the Christian Car Guy show this morning. And obviously, if you're listening right now, this is not the voice of Robbie Dillmore. But Robbie uh, asked me, Darren Kuhn, uh, and Bob Young to come in and host the show today. And we're also joined with a couple of other friends, Sam Main and Dennis Breeden. And we have, I think, a great show. Robbie allowed me to kind of pick the topic. And, and I couldn't believe that he had never done this topic on the show but if you know anything about me and, and Sam a little bit, you know that we're also the hosts of uh, the Masculine Journey radio show, and we use a lot of movie clips and things like that in our show to kind of illustrate where even Hollywood sometimes tells the story of God, even if they don't realize they are. I don't know that we'll get there today, but um, what we want to know is what is your favorite car movie of all time? And uh, you might think outside the box a little bit uh, as to what that car, you know, um, maybe, you know, cars, when did cars start, Bob? What's, what's the year, 1920-ish? Um, I can't really give you a date on that. We were talking about it the other day about some, uh, how the modern Chevrolet here in town has been in business since 1933, and that kind of, wow, that kind of got me, I want to say 1905. But um, I think you're right. I think Mercedes made a car right around in the 1900s, sometime in that neighborhood. And then uh, after that, you know, I mean, obviously, Mr. Ford was not the first guy to create an automobile. He's just the guy that perfected it. He did it well. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He he, he perfected building them anyway. Let's put it that way. Maybe one of our Google guys can uh, check on that and hit us up with an actual date. Exactly. Or if Robbie's listening, he'll call in in a little bit and tell us the exact date and, (laughs) you know, probably the hour and the minute. But what we want to know is, what's your favorite car movie? But if, you know, you think about it, what was a car 100 years ago? You know, I mean, actually, there were some cars, but what about 200 years ago, 300 years ago? What was a car back then? And uh, so maybe it's your favorite mode of transportation movie. But um, honestly, we want to know what's your favorite car movie. And it, I was amazed when I started looking at all the different movies that have been made through the years for cars. Um, and uh, I was kind of, you know, it, it brought a lot of different things to my mind. And we've just been sitting here chatting in the studio about all those things. So... Sam, what's what is your favorite car movie? You know, that's kind of tough. It goes from animated through comedy, probably comedy for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, something like Cannonball Run. Mm-hmm. You know, I just found myself laughing. Of course, I was pretty young when that came out. Right. Um, and one of the movies my mom took me to that she probably shouldn't have, but uh, <laughs> it, which was many. But it was it was very enjoyable, fun. You know, and you just got to see all the camaraderie as people traveled across the country in this big race. Right. And Bob actually sees cars after the big race. Um, they, they come into the 109, you pull it and, and get to hang out there for a few years after that. Don't they? We had several come in, uh, after last Saturday night's demolition derby at Bowman gray stadium. <laughs> uh, they had their very first female winner ever. Awesome. And there's been 
Bowman Gray Demolition Derbies for a lot of years. I don't know exactly how many, but I think the stadium's been going on since, uh, you know, back in the 50s, actually. Yeah. And uh, that's a lot of derbies without a female winner. And uh, it was an employee of mine. Uh, Ms. Awesome. Miss Chastity Bowman uh, was the uh, first uh, female winner. Awesome. And if weather permitting, I get to go and present her with her trophy tonight. Awesome. That's awesome. That is cool. Now, did you have a hand in helping her build the car? I did not help build the car. I did provide the car. Yeah. Um, you know, but I did a lot of that preparation back when my son, that was how he first got started at, at, uh, Bowman Gray. We ran a derby and, uh, he was a one hit wonder the first time. <laughs> wow. Who this one guy? I mean, really put a good hit on him, but, uh, it knocked the back, back of the car down on the tires and locked him up there and he couldn't move anymore, but he knew he loved it. Yeah. And uh, we did a little bending on the car and got it to where the rear end would go upward instead of downward. We used the Caterpillar and got it customized a little bit there. <laughs> and about a gallon of orange paint, and uh, we took it back out there, and he actually won his very second time. Awesome. Yeah. That is something that I have always wanted to do. I don't, you know, I've never had the wherewithal to get it done, but I have always wanted to, to do a demolition derby or almost any kind of a race in an automobile. But if you do it, stretch really good before <laughs> and then extremely good afterwards so so, a lot of stretching I've go get a it. deep tissue massage right before and well, it's just something if you work the kinks out before you lay down uh i did it at the fair i've never done it at bowman gray but uh i did it at the dixie classic fair and uh i've done it three times out there and uh if you really stretch good and get your neck loosened up and everything before you go to bed that night, you've got a 50-50 chance of being able to get out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably a really, really strong odds for me. But 866-34-TRUTH is the number. We would love for you to call in this hour. We've got a lot of clips to, to play as well from uh, the movies over the years that uh, kind of featured cars. And so maybe it's not a movie about a car, but maybe it's a movie where a car kind of became one of the characters. And again, that's 866-34-TRUTH. And for the digitally challenge, that is uh, 866-348-7884. We would love for you to call in in this hour and tell us what your favorite movie is uh, about cars and and maybe why and all of those things. So, Bob, I asked you beforehand, what are some of your favorite car movies? I've got to go with Smokey and the Bandit. Mm -hmm. uh, they just took a, a classic. Uh, the Trans Am was one of my favorites already. A friend of mine had a, had one, and um, but just... The free-spirited ride across the country and uh, just, you know, it just took that car to another level. Yeah. And it was an already awesome car before the movie came out. And uh, it just it just raised the level. And uh, we still, every time we get one uh, in at the yard, you know, you'll see the parts disappear fast. You know, yep. somebody uh, really, people love that car and, and want to restore it and, uh you know, some people even store up extra parts just in case, you know. That's my brother-in-law had a 77 Trans Am. Um, and that was, you know, that that was a 77 Trans Am, I think, or a 78. But I think it was a 77 that was just a little bit more tricked out than the normal 
car was. Um, but, you know, they had the banded edition, and his wasn't. He got the red one instead of the black banded edition, which, you know, as a as a kid, I was six years younger than him, and when he came home, you know, came driving up in this red Trans Am, I was like, man, that is the coolest car I think I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and and I had a 65 Barracuda at the time. Wow. So, I mean, I, you know, I loved muscle cars, and I worked on muscle cars and all that kind of thing as a kid and just really loved cars in general and and uh, so when my you know sister's boyfriend came driving up in his brand spanking new 77 trans am that was pretty awesome so we've got a couple of callers uh, already on the line and we'll be getting to those guys uh, after the break here but we would love to hear from you again 866-34-TRUTH what is your favorite car movie and why um, and we've got a lot more coming up in the show. We've got the appraisal by the real black book. And, and, uh, that is, I'm going to tell you right now is going to be dealing with the biblical law of increase. And you may be thinking, what in the world does that have to do with a car show? But, uh, literally I think it does. And God's been working with me on that all week long. And, uh, this law of increase, um, and maybe you can be thinking about that as well, how that applies to the world of automotive transportation. Um, why, why do we like these kinds of movies, Sam? I mean, well, I'm sitting here thinking it's not just movies, right? I remember watching Starsky and Hutch. Yeah, you know, and, and you would see a car that looked like it, and you're amazed. You oh, know, yeah. you know, General Lee. Yeah, is another one, and you'd see people that would have replicas. Yep. And just how important that car was, and it was central. Something about the story that spoke to their heart enough that they went out to get that. Right. You know, and it, it, again, it's from animated to horror movies to action. Everything has a car theme, a movie that has a car in it, if you really think about it. Not every movie has a car, but every genre of movies have a car in it at some point. Well, I think one of my first toys as a kid was a car. I mean, if I think about you know, one of my very first toys as a kid was, was it was either like a Tonka truck or it was a Hot Wheels or a Matchbox car or something like that. And the, the best times that I remember as a kid was working on the car with my dad. I mean, I, you know, we'd go out in the garage and work on the car um, together. And although I probably didn't do anything but lose his tools for him, I got to get my hands greasy and that felt like I was doing something with my dad, who was my hero. So, you know, that was the connection for cars to me. We're going to talk a whole lot more about cars and the movies that we love featuring cars. After this break, you're listening to the Christian car guy. He's bound to die, it up and truck it. Are we going to do what they say can't be done? You are listening to the Christian Car Guy, and if that's not the normal music that you're uh, used to hearing, that's because we're talking about car movies today. What is your favorite car movie? And we've got a couple of callers on the line. First, we're going to take James from Mineral, Virginia. James, are you on? Good morning. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? Just fine, thank you. Well, so what is your favorite car movie, James? Well, I uh, I may have one that a lot of other people like, too, but uh, my favorite comedy was uh, Herbie uh, with the <laughs> VW, and uh, I've loved VWs ever since then. <laughs> yeah, I uh, 
I think we actually have the love bug theme, don't the we, Johnny? Yeah, do you? Yeah. <laughs> I think that sold a lot of VWs. There you go. That, uh, if you remember that, yeah, there's a lot of different uh, VW bugs. And my yeah. grandmother had a VW bug. Did she? She had a 68 bug. Um, she was the coolest grandma in the history of the world. And uh, she used to let all of us grandkids... Um, try to pile in and see how many grandkids she could pile into her VW Bug. I hope they were all small kids. <laughs> well, we were all fairly small, but there were, you know, it was teens all the way down to probably four or five years old, but that was in Abilene, Texas. It was hotter than, you know, the 4th of July all the time, it seemed like, and it didn't have any air conditioning, but she would pile us all in and take us to the mall or something like that. And uh, we used to have a lot of fun trying to make Granny laugh because we knew if we could make her laugh hard enough, she would probably wet her pants. <laughs> and uh, so we were mean kids, but uh, she loved us anyway. And and I I I love that car and love those movies. Well, those, those are great. Those are those are great stories. Uh, I've got I've got one. It's going to seem a little bit weird, but I'll okay, wanna, I want to tie this into a Christian concept. Okay, sure. Uh, I I saw a PBS special one time where they recreated, uh, and you know, 2,500 years ago, the Egyptians had the chariots? Yeah. Well, they recreated a chariot, uh, and uh, they, when they did that, they made an amazing discovery that they found that the Egyptians had built in a shock absorber, which made them able to go faster over the bumps than their enemy. Wow. And they didn't realize uh, that feature. And so I guess you could call that horsepower would be two. <laughs> and my favorite car chariot horse uh, movie would be ben-hur well i am so glad that you said that james because i told robbie that the other day when robbie let me pick this i said hey i want to do what's your favorite car movie yeah. uh and couldn't believe that he had never done that and uh he asked me well, what's your favorite car movie and i said ben-hur and he and he said what what are you talking about i said well yeah that was the the yeah. car of the day and i mean come on if if that's not a a, a race for your life in a in a you know transportation i don't know what is so that, that that that's right and to make that discovery they wouldn't have done that if they hadn't re they had a, a chariot that they found in a tomb and they recreated exactly and that was the secret feature of the of the egyptian chariot mm. wow that's cool but they never waterproofed them no, they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and they never got past two horsepower. Power. <laughs> um, I was thinking in Ben-Hur, there were some that had like six or eight horses on oh, them. that's right. They did. They had four, yeah. Yeah, so. so. <laughs> well, Bob, what do you think? I mean, what would a four-horsepower car do today? Hey, uh, they're headed in, headed back toward the less horsepower and, and more mileage. You know? maybe, yeah. maybe we ought to go to that because it would save you money and gas. It, it Hopefully it would. <laughs> if we could get everybody else to slow down and not blow us off of the road. That's right. Um, I, I appreciate you bringing up the the fact about the suspension on the chariots because I never knew that. That's yeah. a new one for me. That is yeah. really cool. The Egyptians, you know, they yeah. were the first ones to come up with the uh, steam-powered locomotive as well. That's right. So if you ever get that PBS uh, tape, you ought to look at it because it's really, really interesting. Yeah, I want to do that. Well, thank you so much thank for calling you. in. Nice talking to you. Uh-huh. And now we've got Ray from Hendersonville, North Carolina. How you doing, Ray? I am doing fine, and it's a great program. And when you all were mentioning your, your favorite uh, car movie, wow, wow, I started studying, and there's, gosh, there's so many. Yeah, but when you started talking about Ben Hur, you know, Ben Hur, they should play it at Easter instead of uh, 
instead of uh, uh, the Ten Commandments, because it is truly, uh, well, the guy that wrote it, it says, Ben Hur, A Tale of the Christ. Mm-hmm. And I have uh, read the book, and I can still see Charlton Heston and Stephen Board racing around through there in their, in, uh, in their chariots. It was a great, great scene. But my favorite movie, I guess, the one, maybe not my favorite, yeah, it is my favorite. Stands out in my mind about Steve McQueen and Bullet. Oh, there you Remember go. The I think of that one. Wow. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Me and I, I had a friend, and I think I think he learned to drive watching that movie <laughs> and that scene. But now if you want to go uh, from Ben-Hur uh, to Bullet in between there, I when you're talking about transportation, I guess – Stagecoach would be my other movie. Ah, there you go. John Wayne, John Wayne. Trevor, uh, Claire Trevor, Andy Devine, and those people and their lives, how they crossed being, you know, uh, in that stagecoach along with being chased by the Indians. Yeah, and that had to have been the coolest stagecoach ever built in the history of the world, too. So <laughs> I, I um, think, and if I'm not mistaken, now I might be a lot of things at my age, different things cross my mind, but it seems like that stagecoach was made by. Now, you'll have to check this out. I don't know. For some reason, Studebaker sticks in my head for some reason that that hmm. was a stagecoach company at one time. Well, they may have uh, been. They, they very be well totally, may have been. I might be totally in another, uh, but for some reason, that, that sticks in my mind. Huh. But y'all are having a, a great program, and uh, yeah, that, that, that is good. I, 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 I like the theme that y'all are having today. Well, thank you. I appreciate Boy. you calling in, Ray. <laughs> Thank you, and y'all have a great day. You too. Uh, we also have Miss Marge on the line um, from Crossville, Tennessee. And if you're a regular listener to the show, you will know um, Miss Marge's voice when you hear it. But this is Robbie Dillmore's mom. How you doing, Miss Marge? See what a communicator he is. <laughs> but um. You know, Robbie is such a big kid and gets such fun out of everything. Yes. Well, he got that from me. Yes. And my favorite car movie is Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Oh, my. I, I think we have a, yeah. a a clip from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. In really? Fact. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love everything about it. <laughs> and I think that it's Disney's all-time favorite for most people. Chitty Bang Bang, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Uh, I remember watching that. My sisters, that was their favorite movie as well When, uh, as far as those types of things go when I was growing up. And I remember as a little boy, I never wanted to watch it. I was like, no, I don't want to watch Chitty Chitty Bang Bang again. But, uh, you know, back in the day, we didn't even have a VCR or anything. But it seemed like that movie came on like every other week when I was a kid. Yeah. I just had a flashback to elementary school. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that. Well, well, it was a great movie. Yes, and so, and that's your favorite movie, and we think it's probably Robbie's favorite movie as well. <laughs> I, I don't hope to speak for him, but I love your show. <laughs> it brings back a lot of memories of, of movies. It's great. Well, good. I'm glad that it blessed you this morning, and just to let you know, we are praying for you and just love you through Robbie and, uh, and well, the way I that sure you have blessed that. our lives by being his mom. I appreciate it, and I'm feeling quite well. I've been better this week than a long time. Awesome. So thank you. Great. Well, you're listening to The Christian Car Guy, and after this break, come back and call in 866-34-TRUTH. 
Uh, Breaker 1-9, this here's a rubber duck. You got a copy on me, Big Ben? Come on. Mercy sakes alive, looks like we got us a convoy. Yes, we do have a convoy. On the 6th of June in a Kenworth You are listening to the Christian Car Guy. I love that song. I remember actually listening to that song driving through the Colorado Rockies. I mean, I grew up out in Oklahoma, and we would spend two to three weeks out in the Rockies every year camping and traveling all through the Rocky Mountains. And we would go over Wolf Creek Pass. Well, that song talks about going over Wolf Creek Pass and through the tunnel that was a low tunnel back then. It wasn't a high tunnel. It was only like 12-8 or something. And so it was getting hammered every great once in a while by some truck driver that forgot how tall he was. And uh, so they, you know, that's a big part of that song where they go through there with the chicken hauler and he knocks off the first two or three layers of chickens off the top of his truck. And uh, I remember, you know, saying, that was the first McNugget, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> evidently. <laughs> Sam, we need some zingers. We need some zingers for your sense of humor. Uh, <laughs> 8663-4-TRUTH. We've got Bob Young, the Christian junkyard guy, in the studio with us today. And uh, Robbie is up in Michigan. But we're talking about your favorite movies, so please call in 866-348-7884. We've had a couple of really good calls. Robbie brought up uh, his favorite movie, he told me the other day, and I mean, it was funny listening to him tell me this whole story of how much he loved this movie, but it was the movie Le Mans. And uh, I don't know how many of you guys remember that, but that mm-hmm. was a Steve McQueen movie, and it was... Um, Steve McQueen racing yep. um, uh, the Gulf Porsche 917, and it was sponsored by Gulf, and they were painted in the Gulf oil colors, you know, the light blue, kind of the almost the Richard Petty blue, but powder blue with the orange Gulf on it, and it was them racing Enzo Ferrari's team with, I, I can't remember the Ferrari um, model, but it was a whole movie, and it was almost made like a documentary-style movie, but it was 24 Hours of Le Mans, and so Robbie was telling us about how he and his brothers and all of his friends made their own Le Mans track out of slot car racing tracks, <laughs> and they did testing in the whole nine yards, and they did their own 24 Hours of Le Mans, and they had an all-night race where... They literally had to, you know, they wore out tires and wore out electric motors and had to rebuild cars and get them back on the track and the whole nine yards. Wow, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> I know. that. I was just like, wow. It sounds like Robbie. Yeah. <laughs> so I could see him doing that. Did you ever do that as a kid? I mean, as a kid, did you do like bicycle races, motorcycle races, car races? Um, I wasn't allowed to have anything with a motor on it. Uh, they knew when I was young, by the way I rode a bicycle. Mm-hmm that it would be just really extremely dangerous for me to have one with a motor on it because uh, I had older brothers, two older brothers, and I was that guy that, uh, you know, hey, jump over this, and anything you could lean a board against, I would I would hit it hard as I could and, you know, see how we came out. And you I, and I have so much in common, Bob. Uh, Were um, your parents Tim and Dory Coon by any chance? <laughs> um they wouldn't let me have anything with a motor in it either until I was 16. But yeah, but even after 16, they knew I didn't need anything with two wheels and a motor. It was just, uh, 
you know, they could just tell by the way I rode the bicycle that I didn't need a bicycle with a motor on it. Well, that's, I told Robbie this story. We, we had probably the biggest driveway in the neighborhood, um, when I was growing up and, you know, not super wealthy or anything, but we had a fairly sizable driveway that, that, uh, went, it had a big straightaway and then it curved and it was kind of a, an L shape or a lazy L shape. And that's all the kids would bring their bicycles to our house and we would line out on our driveway, um, a racetrack and we would have like hundred lap, 500 lap races on my driveway with our bicycles, you know, our one speed bicycles. And my dad would come home in the afternoon and the driveway would be completely black, you know, from all the rubber all over it. And then gouges where you'd had a wreck and the pedals would gouge out the pavement and, and, you know, he was a good dad. He would always go, Darren, you need to go try to clean that up, you know, and, and I'd be out there with bleach and Clorox every now and then doing it. But, um, but for the most part, he never really threw a bad fit because he knew if we were doing that, at least we weren't killing somebody else. There you go. Yeah. He knew where he was. <laughs> yeah. Right. Now we raced bicycles up in, up in Virginia where I grew up. We had a dirt track that was, that we made out of a, uh, it was a, a drained lake bed. So we had all kinds of obstacles that went through on that dirt track, and we raced on the dirt track. And then we graduated to go-karts, mm. and we raced go-karts. And th- we, one guy in our neighborhood, Stanley Zirkle, knew how to take a lawnmower engine and put it on the back of those things, and get it, And he made several go-karts. And I'll never remember, but i never forget being run out off the track one time, and I ended up in a row of bushes that was at the elementary <laughs> school. And here I am sitting in the go-kart in the middle of the bushes. I'm like, how do I get out of here now? <laughs> That's uh, pretty bri- cool, Dennis. <laughs> the bicycle racing brings back great memories for me. Uh, my son and I, we raced over at Tanglewood. There's a BMX track over there. Mm-hmm. It's not a circle track, but it's right. it's a great form of racing with, you know, turns and jumps. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, we used to travel all over the country. We started out at Tanglewood and then uh, found out that they had some traveling going on. And, you know, after we got in the truck and crossed the county line, nobody could tell us anything, you know. We had a, a lot of... Uh, a lot of great experiences riding all over the country and uh, racing BMX there. Yeah, that is. I, I we did a lot of that. We made our own tracks, BMX tracks. I kind of lived out in the country in Oklahoma, and and we never, you know, did it. I had some friends that did it, you know, and and raced at all the sanctioned tracks, if you will. We had the unsanctioned tracks um, <laughs> there you go. where uh, we were jumping over barbed wire fences and things like that as long as you didn't miss. But I was the a guy that they would always go, you know, I think if you put three more bricks under that ramp, I think you'll be able to clear that fence over there. And I was always the guy that was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> so uh, uh, We are brothers from <laughs> other mothers, that's for sure. <laughs> so anyway, we have Bobby on uh, from High Point, talking about favorite car movies as well. Bobby, how are you doing today? Oh, because I'm guessing he's probably in your generation. We had a mini bike, and we had a couple acres of ground, or land, rather, and he would fly down through the woods, and then we had a side driveway that was out of sand rock. And he would slide it. Oh, man, we live in an intersection. And I told him, I said, if I see you doing that again, that thing's getting locked up. Because I was afraid he would slide right out into a busy road. But he didn't see any danger. And he would put his football helmet on because, you know, when Pat was coming up, uh, I don't think they had any protection for their head. I don't think they had any. I know they didn't have any when I was coming up. But 
anyway, listening to you fellas talk, I sure thought about him this morning. But I thought about the um, Ben Hur movie, Charlton Heston. He made that those horses look much better than that because he was a real <laughs> handsome man. But I thought there was at least six horses because uh, I remember reading how. He had to go through training to learn how to handle the different reins that controlled all those horses. Wow, that's and, an interesting piece piece of trivia, Bobby. And but I always loved Steve McQueen in Bullet and oh, Smoke okay. and the Bandit. If you can put up with the foul language and some of the action, <laughs> it, it had its funny part. I thought it Jackie did. Gleason and uh, Burt Reynolds, and in fact, they had it had it on a couple of times recently. But uh, my first car I ever had was a 48 Ford Club Coupe, and, I mean, it would run. Oh, and my boy. daddy was like a big kid. He was, uh, I was, I think he was like 21 or 22 when I was born. And he used to drag race with uh, some of the guys he worked with in Ashboro. And he had a Chevrolet, and he'd say, Baby, how about trading cars with me? We're going to drag race tonight. And he would just flat... Um, open that little car up but it was i think it's probably the most favorite car i ever owned and did, i thought uh, did it have I, a flathead in it you know i don't know it just had an engine in it and a, an accelerator <laughs> <laughs> it had two things on there that when you're young you think you're bulletproof and then when you get older and you think well the lord had to been looking after me yes uh, amen sometimes <laughs> it's just not smart but anyway i've enjoyed your program this morning well thank and, you uh, and uh, anyway, you guys just brought back some happy memories from younger years. Well, <laughs> I'm glad that that's uh, the result of this. So, so Bob, um, did you as a when you finally did get to put a motor, you know, on something or buy a car <laughs> with a motor in it? Did you did you just drive around like an old grandpa then? I did not. Uh, <laughs> I was um, I was a tad excessive. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking about when we were talking about the bicycles though. Uh, and trying to jump the crazy things. You know, we had the uh, banana seat. Oh, on, yeah. And uh, we tried. I was going down through the woods, and we had the log had fallen across the trail. And so we put a board up against the log, and I flew down through there and hit it way too hard and came down and landed uh, on the point of the banana seat. <laughs> and, yeah. And... Gave it the old fish hook treatment yeah. and, and wounded myself. And, I, uh, I can imagine. And, uh, but it just brought back so many memories, though, uh, thinking back on all this. But, no, I did have a few incidents. Um, I was riding in Yakin County recently and uh, saw the site of my very first ticket I obtained. <laughs> and um, that was a crazy one. Yeah. And uh, saw the place where I had my first accident and... Uh, it just, you know, it's just a plethora of memories that come back from going and riding on the roads where you where you first got your license and where you spent your childhood and everything. And it and it, you know it, it reminds me of the grace that God's been giving me. I mean, you know, I look at just like Bobby had said and others have said is you know I know the Lord must have been looking out after me because uh, there's absolutely no reason that I should have lived through a lot of things. I. Um, I actually stole a pickup truck when I was uh, 15 years old, and it really it wasn't really stolen, but it was my sister and my brother-in-laws, and and uh, he was in Alaska in his brand spanking new Dodge four-wheel drive 
short and narrow bed 78 pickup was sitting in my backyard all the time and it it really needed to be driven i mean it was crying out please drive me <laughs> and so i i took it out hot rodding around one day and got going way too fast down a dirt road i was probably going about 70 miles an hour mm-hmm. and hit some what we call in oklahoma washboards oh um, yeah I, I think people in north carolina know what those are and around the rest of the country i'm sure you do too and ended up in a ditch, and I flipped that truck end over end mm. and completely destroyed it and uh, came out of it with nothing. I mean, I didn't even have a bruise, I don't think, mm. uh, until my daddy got hold of me. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, oh, at it, you know, honestly, the next six months of my life, I was, I was, gra- I'm actually still grounded. I'm 48, and <laughs> uh, I'm still grounded, evidently. But dad and I rebuilt that truck together um from the ground up and and you know i spent the next six or eight months spending more time with my mom and my dad than i'd ever spent probably in the you know previous three or four years and it became one of the best times of my life probably one of the worst times of my sister and brother-in-law's life but but it was a a blessing to me Mm -hmm. which leads me to my sister actually answered on uh, i i posted on facebook and robbie's posted on his christian car guy facebook page you know what's your favorite movie of all time so if you don't get a chance to call in but you want to go uh, post something on the christian car guy website do that or you can look up darren coon on facebook but my sister put in thelma and louise um which you know you don't think of as a car movie and i think she was joking but she probably was referring to the fact that i kind of drove her off the cliff as a as a kid (laughs) she was my older sister so the dirt road story rings the bell for me uh i used to (laughs) think it was really cool we used to load up on Sunday afternoon, and there was a uh, over in Yakin County between uh, Yakinville and Boonville. There's Shore Farm Road over there, and we used to go and ride on the dirt roads through there and just stir up the dust and and all that. But uh, I was on the dirt road one time and just was pulling up the e-brake just to feel her slide around mm-hmm. for a little bit, and ended up sliding off the road down a bank into a creek. And flipped the car over, but while the car was upside down, these trees had leaned over under it, mm-hmm. and they kind of were cushioned underneath. Mm-hmm. And the trees just flipped me on over into the creek. Uh, <laughs> got a tractor, pulled it out of the creek, uh, cranked her up, and drove her home. I mean, it, it was it was it had signs of Bob, but uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it still lived, and uh, we were able to you know get a make a few repairs and keep it on the road. I think I did that with a '71 Datsun station wagon. Once we rolled it over in the in the ditch beside the road, and a bunch of us just jumped out and pushed it back on the four <laughs> wheels and drove off. But uh, we do not recommend that type of uh, lifestyle for the young people listening <laughs> today. We just want to, you know, give that caveat, do we, Bob? It's that it's that ultimate thing that God is bound to have had a better purpose for us than than us passing away at an early age. Uh, uh, there's just so many things that that come up to my mind that wow how did i live through that mm-hmm. and and i should have died doing that or you know things could have turned out a lot worse during this mm-hmm. and and you just see that you know the big picture shines full yeah because there's a lot of things that you have done in the kingdom of god now because you have lived and that is the same for you right now if you're listening um the kingdom of God is full of stories where people made stupid mistakes, tried stupid human tricks, and lived to tell about it, and God redeemed their lives to do great things. Please call in after the break, 866-34-TRUTH, 
If you are a fan of the Love Bug, you know that tune. Um, you are listening to the Christian Car Guy. Robbie is out of town this weekend, but uh, myself, Darren Coon, uh, and Bob Young are in the studio hosting for Robbie. And we are talking about your favorite car movies, and uh, and it could be maybe a TV show, or you know, as we've heard already, there were three or four people who came up with Ben Hur. Um, which you know to me is is uh the the first real car movie um uh, i guess in historical terms but if you would love um to talk about a car movie that just changed your life whether that's mm. <laughs> um we've we've gotten cannonball run and mad max and christine and a lot of people have been posting on facebook uh thelma and louise el camino uh, obviously the Batman movies, you know, and the Batman TV show. I mean, I grew up on the Batman TV show and got to watch the Batmobile all the time, and that was the coolest part of the whole show for me. I didn't really mm. care that much about Batman. I just wanted to see what that car was going to do next. And the <clears throat> the difference in the, the first car and the car in the later Batman movies, mm-hmm. uh, that's really amazed me. Yeah. And the Bat Cycle and all that they've come up with now. Yep. Uh, some pretty intense stuff. Yeah, that's really cool. I... Um, you know, I remembered, uh, Mad Max and I don't know why, but for some reason I always thought Mad Max was a AMC Javelin. Um, that's what I had remembered in my head, but it wasn't, it was a Falcon. It was, I think a 71 Falcon, Hmm. um, was what that was, which wasn't even built in the United States anymore. It was an exclusive Australian car, uh, at that time, but, uh, it was, uh, you know, they kind of had that same look to them, but, you know, that was the, the Mercury version, I guess, of the Mustang, really. But um, 866-34-TRUTH, 866-348-7884. We would love to hear from you on what your favorite car movie uh, of all time is, or maybe just, uh, you know, a, a movie where the car was, one of the characters, really, that kind of became it, maybe not even intended to be, kind of like the Starsky and Hutch series. Uh, you can't talk about that series without thinking of a red and white, you know, Gran Torino. Um, and uh, there are others like that as well. I, you know, I, for instance, uh, um, General Lee comes to mind. General Lee comes to mind for for uh, Dukes of Hazard. I'm trying to think of uh, um, James Garner, the uh, detective show that he used to do. Um, the car that was in there was a gold Firebird that he drove all the time. Is that Maverick? Not not a Maverick. What what did they call it? I can't. Um, it was one name. I can't remember the name of the show, but. Uh, um, but he he drove that gold uh, Firebird always, and then you know I mean there's different shows throughout the ages. But we have Mark uh, calling in from Anger, North Carolina. I don't even know how that's pronounced or where that's at. But uh, hey, Mark, how are you today? I'm good. How about y'all? How do you pronounce? Uh, is that Anger? Hey. 
Anger. Anger, North yeah, Carolina. About Ten miles uh, from Fuquay uh, Verena. Another one. <laughs> okay. Well, I know Fuquay Verena, but uh, my okay. son's played a lot of baseball tournaments and things down yeah. there. But so, what? What's your favorite car movie of all time? Uh, the first one that uh, really stood out in my mind was Bandit uh, as I was growing up. Okay. Well, that is great. We we uh we do have the Smokey and the Bandit. Uh, we've had that a little bit, and and a couple of those themes. Thanks for calling in, Mark. We appreciate it. If you are um listening today, the appraisal by the Real Black Book. Let me uh throw this out there. God, when He first created man, He told the very first thing He told Adam and Eve to do was to go and be fruitful and multiply. And what He meant by that is, if you plant one seed, you're going to get a more than one apple if you plant one apple seed you're going to get an apple tree and it's going to grow a lot of fruit if you do good deeds whether that is on the road if you let some guy in that needs to get off you plant that seed and god the the law of increase biblically is that you're going to receive a blessing back over and over in that but if you're the guy that always chooses to not let the guy in guess what a thousand people in front of you because that law of increase works for the negative just as well as it works for the positive. You're going to be the one that's always frustrated trying to get over when nobody will let you in. So remember that law of increase when you're driving down the highway this week. Thank you for listening to the Christian Car Guy. Thanks for calling in. Uh, Robbie will be back next week. 